Well, I've got excellent news for you. There's a three-day weekend. I know. I'm assuming you get one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I, 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 it's funny. I don't get some holidays other people get off. Like, I didn't get any time off for 4th of July this year. Like, I think most people got the Monday, like, July 5th off, and it was like, oh, nope. Well, <laughs> be, because you get the whole summer off? No, you don't. No, I don't. You're not a teacher. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't give you they don't give you Fourth of July off. That's odd. They do if it if it's Fourth of July falls on a work day, we would get it off. But oh. we don't get extra. We That's don't get tricky. like an, an, an adjacent day off um, if it falls on a weekend. So interesting. Speaking of people who are tired, there's Leo. Looks like he's. <laughs> it's just so funny. I never really thought about it, but I just he always listeners. He always sleeps up on top of the. Couch? Like cushion, not yeah. on, but not like on the seating part, like up in oh, the, yeah. no, in the it's like back where, cushions. It's, it's where your neck and your head is if you were sitting yes. normally on a couch. Yeah, no, he's a cat in a dog's body. So he and he does this everywhere. Like friends will send me when they first would pet sit for him, like in DC, they'd send me pictures and be like, "Oh my gosh, Leo did the funniest thing!" It would be him asleep on the top of their couch, and I'd be like, "No, that is that is where he." That's so. He, he does it at my parents' house. He does it. I've I have a chair here that has a really big like back cushion he sleeps on the top of that cushion so all my cushions are just flattened lady like slowly pushes the seat cushions out and like makes a hole in the couch oh. so she can like burrow but then it's like we have like a cover on it and all this stuff so like i have to like take everything off and refix it every once in a while but sometimes i'll be like lady and it's just like her head sticking up <laughs> almost I mean, you know? one one thing Leo will do is he'll he'll sleep in between the cushion and the back of the couch, yeah. and, and he'll make himself like a little you know cave there. And I've had dog walkers be like, "Leo was stuck," and I'm like, "No, he wasn't. He was fine. He could get out if he wanted." <laughs> well, like Lady also loves to burrow. Like she'll yes. jump up in the bed and she'll go, like put her face into like my face, or she does it a lot to to Tara's the, her, the side of her boob, and she's like, ah, like she <laughs> she just pushes down so she can get under the covers yeah and is as tight as close to you as possible i think it makes them feel really safe like oh they're in a very enclosed area and like i guess it's it's just always i love you here is my butt i will point my butt at your face instead of my face oh yes that is um leo has had some some bedtime gas as of late and it has been oh no it's been a real treat because yes his backside is the part of him that faces me and I'll just be like reading or like, you know, going through like my bedtime routine. And I'll be like, oh, my God, like, how can I go to sleep with this? Tara, Tara has been sleeping in the guest room the last few nights because of her uh, upper respiratory stuff that she's she's got. So Lady has been like pretty in the middle of the night, been like, well, now I'm sleeping in your bed. Like she doesn't like to, to, to go to bed and a bed with someone. She likes to sleep in her little bed. And then about four mm-hmm. in the morning, she's like, I'm up and. The other day, like, it was just... Because I'll move closer to the center if Tara's not there, right? Mm-hmm. So Lady gets on my side, and then it's like, I, you know, move and kind of roll. I tend to sleep on my left side. But it's like, I move, and she immediately, like, like liquid, like, fills the space mm. that I have given up. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll roll on my back now, but I'll be a little further over. And I fell out of bed, like, the other day. <laughs> like, just because she just slowly, like, took up, and she looked at me like... What are you doing? Like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I hate you so much. I, I, I could see Lady being like, excellent, going just as I planned. Well, it's not even like that. It's just like, oh, you you idiot. Anyway, like, like clearly she caused it. But she was just like, mm-hmm. 
But Le- Leo's will do that sometimes if I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'll come back. It happens more in my parents' house where I like actually like leave the room in my apartment, my bathroom's connected, and like I'll come back and he's just asleep right where I sleep, curled up, like, <laughs> been here for hours, mom. Don't know why you're acting like this is your spot. Oh, yeah, because you've made this nice warm area mm-hmm. for them to immediately and, take and up. it smells yeah. like you, and it's just, it's all these. I, uh, I think we've talked about this, but um, I've bought regular sleep masks now. Yes. I've converted, yes. but I lost them, so I went back to my bandanas around my head. You, wait, you lost all of them? I only had two. Okay, I, I said you never lost a sleep mask. Well, we went on this big road trip, oh, so okay, God in right, heaven right, knows right. where it is. It's somewhere between here and uh, Denver and back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back. I, I ordered more. And Tara was funny. She's like, you ordered four? And I'm like, yes. She's like, well, now you have six. I'm like, no, I only have four. Well, there's somewhere in the house. And I'm like, and I can't find them. That's why I ordered four. But well, like, also, like, they will they will wear out. Like, the elasticity will wear out. And the last thing you want to do is... Especially on a big old dome like this one. Yeah, that pumpkin head like yours. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you, the last thing you want is to be, like, going to bed and realize that the elasticity is pretty much shot and it's going to slide off and not having well, anyone to replace it with. They were even getting... And this is a lot of sleep mask talk. But they were even there's, getting, there's no like... There's such thing as too much sleep mask talk. <laughs> They were even getting a little looser. Not so much that I was like noticing a bunch, but as soon as I got the new ones, I was like, "Oh, luxury!" Like it was. Yes. Like, I'm like, these are great. Um, but I had my bandana, which really slips off a lot in the middle of the night. And the other, like, lady had her like it went off, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever." And I, as I was working, I turned around. Lady was on the bed. She had like her nose like under it, like in it. And I was like, "Oh, that's adorable." Oh, because she found it in the bed. <laughs> Yes, that that's that's very sweet. Um, yeah, um, Leo has just been um, really making me hit that pet insurance deductible. He had to have an abdominal ultrasound today. Mm. Everything came back normal. Thank you for that's your thoughts good. and prayers, everybody. And he also has pink eye right now. Oh, speaking <laughs> of basically conjunctivitis, like you know the the conjunctiva in his eye is inflamed. So, so I think if you t- asked me where a conjunctiva was, I would either say in your body or a car i don't know that i'd be 100 <laughs> percent sure it's what it's called a conjunctiva, conjunctiva or something i have no it's, idea because that's what conjunctivitis is it's like it's the you know right. inflammation of that lining if, but, on the inside of your eye but if you said conjunctivitis i'd be like that's definitely a medical term as opposed to do you know where conjunctiva is i'd be like norway i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> let me actually let me just look conjunctivitis um, oh, well, conjunctiva was one of the options. So, ah, it is an inflammation of, well, okay, but yes, it's, a, it's the membrane called, oh, conjunctiva, I'm right! It's an nice. irritation or inflammation of the conjunctiva, which covers the white part of the eyeball. Yeah, and caused by allergies, bacterial, or viral infection. Well, this was like a really sweet conversation about our dogs and how much we love them and how much they love us, and now we're like, ah, yes, the, <laughs> the membrane of your eyeball. But do you want to get started <laughs> on that no, note? No segue there. Yes. Let's go ahead and do it. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And it's White Claw Friday. Woo! For, for those who celebrate. Mm, yes. Mm, 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 mm. I, I had That's a it. shine of ruby red bird before we recorded. So. I, did. I walked up here and I was like, hadn't been drinking. I was like, I'm going to have a White what, Claw. What, what I, flavor? Oh. What flavor are we putting down tonight? Watermelon. Oh, man. If you ever watch the How to Drink YouTube, which is a fun YouTube to watch. He does a lot of stuff about. He does. He tries and makes drinks from, like, T. 
TV and video games and things that like aren't real drinks. He's like, I'm going to try and make a mixed drink. He does like examinations <laughs> on liquors and mixed drinks. He also did something recently where he drank. He tried like 50 hard seltzers <laughs> and was going through them. And it was a very interesting. He's very. I thought he was very thorough. He kind of had some interesting stuff to say about like, I didn't realize how white sel- how hard seltzers were made. Like I didn't think there's like a difference in what um, alcohol they're using in it. Like it could be like just a very, very neutral flavor tasting beer, but still is a malted liquor. So that's mm-hmm. some of that, or it's vodka or it's this, but it was interesting, but I thought that was a really good one. He didn't have, he, he white claw turned out pretty good compared to some of the stuff. Like he had the Bud Light and like Michelob Ultra ones. He's like, these are awful. <laughs> Well, on that note, back to Fraser. <laughs> Hello, Seattle. <sighs> We're the Craniacs, and we have a little drink on a Friday night, get together, and we talk about Fraser. Laurel here has been listen- listening to Fraser, but also watching. She uses both senses mm-hmm. um, to see and hear Fraser for a while now. I am only, like, I am only tasting Fraser. No. Um, I have been just, uh, this is my first run through. Today we are talking about some season eight episodes. I believe the first one was called Fraser's Edge. Yes, season eight, episode nine. Um, I have some things to say about this one, but let's get the IMDb. Uh, plot Fraser receives a lifetime achievement award from the Seattle Broadcasting Awards. That's it. That's all it has to say about that plot line. The next sentence is Daphne is literally gaining weight by the minute, which is obvious to everyone but herself and Niles. So, one, I hate that they're doing this. I so it, it's I I need to do this for this episode, but like I need to just separate those t- two plot lines entirely because I am now like even though I knew this. I knew this was happening. Like I knew this was coming. I'm still aghast in rewatching this. Cause again, red episodes I've really only seen once or twice before. So they're not as entrenched in my memory. And they seem to kind of drop it next episode. So I don't know if they're, I mean, I'm sure they're going to pick it up again because that, again, my theory is she's going off to fat camp. And um, that's where she's going during uh, her pregnancy. You're right. They, they did drop it in the next episode, but um, mm. yeah, I'd like, I wrote down at one point, just like Ugh, the Daphne fat jokes. And like, I, I know we, touch on this a little bit every episode but i just feel like that would not fly today no or it'd be like it'd be this so this one essentially the a plot turned out to be pretty serious and mm-hmm. like a very what i thought was a very good and interesting way and the b plot was like the, 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 i hated the b plot like to me the a plot felt like they were moving into like drama television Mm-hmm. storylines and in, in, in a something that wasn't a sitcom that would have been examined or even in mm-hmm. modern sitcoms that would have been like kind of kind of given more weight and examined a little more for the whole episode but the, but in 2001 when this came out it was like gotta still have some funny stuff how about fat jokes at the expense of our pregnant actress doop doop is yeah. Yeah. Whereas a B plot could have just been Martin constantly telling Niles he was also special and good and like he was proud of him and everything. Like I thought that was yeah. funny by itself. I was like, we didn't need this other plot. That being said, and I, I remembered this about this plot line that like when Roz goes to sit down with Daphne to like talk to her and just be like, how's everything going? Like, are you, you know, how's life and things and Daphne's like I'm the happiest I've ever been and you know all of these things I'm like well that that is a nice way to turn this trope a little bit it's not that Daphne is like you know 
eating because she's stressed out or depressed right. or anxious or anything. It's just like, she's like, hey, I'm enjoying life. Well, that's what I'm wondering, because if it does turn into, like I said, she's going off to lose weight or whatever, it feels to me like they're going to use, like they're going to turn it into, it's a psychology show. They're going to turn it into like an eating disorder or something like that, where she's got some like, you know, uh, unexpressed anxiety about her relationship or something that's being, that this is the way it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think she was dressed very poorly in this episode. I'll have oh. more to say in the next episode. But in this one, again, we had a... I mean, I guess the point was also, like, look how this outfit does not fit. Well, yes. I mean, that was the point. She was supposed to be dressed very unflatteringly. Um, Success. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did also write down, and I hate to say this because of the present company, but Roz's dress was terrible. It was, like, lime green, beaded. I was like, what, what is, what are you wearing, Roz? Uh, I didn't mind it because her shoulders were out, so. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I feel like my bar in that situation was much lower. I feel like we had that one episode where I was like, worried about fashion talk with you. I was like, is Roz's dress terrible? And you're like, yes. It was like, like, it is score. terrible. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, cool. I'm into it. And it's like, oh, dang, all my, all my goodwill from that one <laughs> decision is that one uh, uh, observation has gone out the window. Um, oh, can't win them but all. let's, let's go into the, the a plot, which is Frazier's getting a uh, lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. He gets a, uh, um, a congratulations thing of flowers from his professor and immediately starts overanalyzing everything and kind of goes into a spiral and the professor sits him down and is like, all right, let's deal with this in a scene that I loved. I love uh, this character, Rene Aubergenois. Aubergenois. Yes. Who do you know what you might know him from? Um, I know him from several sci-fi shows. What sci-fi shows are you watching with Rene Abidjan? <laughs> uh, he was in something. Was he in like Deep Space Nine or something? Laurel, did you watch Deep Space Nine? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's what's uh, happening? <laughs> I, I would love it if I've been a secret sci-fi fan this whole time, just rolling my eyes anytime you go deep into yeah. things. You go, you go Deep Space Nine into things. And what if what if the way I'd found out was like a uh, like Trekkie picture of you mm-hmm. had surfaced from a convention? Or you went to a convention and I was there. <laughs> now, Deep Space Nine is like the darkest, most like adult kind of, um, cr- uh, I don't want to say complicated, but, you know, it's not, you know, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation did a lot of, of, of advancements. Uh, Deep Space Nine went to one point further, was a, a good writing, but also kind of like dark themes and stuff mm. like that, a little more uh, morally ambiguous as opposed to like, we are the good guys and we do this. So I kind of understand a little bit why it may have like found its way into your... Well, I can tell you how it found its way. Into, yeah, um, I'm my, fascinated. My cousins, um, who are roughly my age, like one, they're, they're both older than me, one's like two years older, one's two months older were really into it and one time when i was visiting them i want to say it was maybe when they were in eaton they lived in london they were military brats so they moved around Mm. a lot that and i like watched i think it had to be when they were in london because there wasn't a lot of tv we could watch like american tv we could watch because they were getting stuff late this was in the late 90s like it wasn't like you could just stream stuff everywhere and they watched a ton of deep space nine i want to say we watched like hours of it every night that and dawson's creek which they were a season behind on so Mm -hmm. and so yeah i watched it 
there, but it was a very formative time. So I like, and I remember him because he has very delicate features. And in the show, well, he, wore, he wore prosthetics, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like he still like without those has like really striking yet delicate features. So yes, also um, learned his mom was actual like royalty. No kidding. It's like his mother is like Princess Lillian, blah 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 blah. And I was like, is this like princess? Like that's part of her name? And it's like, no, she's like descended from like a long line. I mean, it's like she's not actually not you know was not sitting royalty or anything but uh he's one he's a tony award winner mm-hmm. uh, he has since i believe passed away i think he passed away in 2019 yes i was a big fan of his he was on um i know i always talk about boston legal but he was a really cool character on that mm. you also may know him as the voice of chef louis from the little, the mermaid, little mermaid which is like i it, it like the last time I watched it, I was like sitting there, like trying to listen to his voice because he's done a bunch of other voice mm-hmm. acting stuff, like all the way into the two thousands and things like that. He's been on, he did, he's done Justice League, he's done all sorts of other things. That was whenever the last time is I watched The Little Mermaid, or whenever recently when I watched it, when I saw his name in the credits, that was such a good like chestnut for me to find in the credits. Yeah, um, it was like like I don't want to put him in the same uh, uh, uh like. To me, he's kind of like he's not. I don't want to put him in the same tier as Jerry Orbach, but I think he has. It's that time where they were looking for like stage actors mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think mm-hmm. this was primarily his his thing at the time. Who then went on to become like prolific TV actors in their own yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Jerry Orbach is a great comparison. Uh, it still blows me away if I see like photos of him on Broadway and stuff. And you could see how like natural he was on the stage, but he's always detective Lenny Briscoe to me. And also the dad and dirty dancing. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what his, I, I, I don't like, I'm not a, as big a, a law and order person, but I'm trying to figure out, like, I just know Jerry Orbach. Like, I think I just know him as oh, see, Jerry mom, Orbach, the person. My mom loved Jerry Orbach, like loved him, would like blow kisses at the TV screen when <laughs> he would come on the credits of Law and Order. Also, this was back when Law and Order was just like, I mean, this wasn't that long ago, but like, it was summers in like high school or something where Law and Order was just on 24 hours a day and you could just pick up an episode and watch it. So just loving imagine your mom like the f- president of the Jerry Orbach fan club. <laughs> just... She 100% would be. I-, I think he's fantastic in Dirty Dancing. I just, I, yeah. But anyway, this is not a Jerry Orbach podcast. It is a Frasier podcast. So, uh, so, so, so Frasier goes think... to talk to his old mentor to like really suss out the meaning behind this note that says mm-hmm. you must be very proud yes and and then it turns out that the he's like fraser i gave this off to an assistant and then fraser's like well perhaps you gave some sort of uh subtle subconscious uh indication that this is the kind of note you know fraser's overthinking yes. everything and then he starts coming down to like He's not happy. He's missed out. And then the him and the doctor try and get to the core of it, which I love when the doctor's calling his wife and be like, I'm going to be 30 minutes late. And he, he's like, and just like yelling what have window. I done with my life? And he's like, they've had an hour. Yeah. I, I thought he was such a good job when he goes. It, it, it's interesting to see, you know, what felt more like real breakthrough psychology yes. on this yes. show that, you know, is kind of you know fraser's kind of flippant and doesn't you know sometimes he does and it's good well, but he, this he also was... delivers it in such bite-sized little nuggets he doesn't get to really drill down into things and do that like back and forth where he's yes. like, you're, you're deflecting you're stalling and i just yeah 
and this really drilled down into the character where he goes, mm-hmm. he was that whole scene, you know, like you say, he's deflecting, he's stalling, you're doing this, blah, blah. And it went on. Like it was a mm-hmm. long list of things. And it, it really felt like Frazier had depleted everything. And he's like, that's all I have. And that was like the big um, mm-hmm. revelation. And then when he finally shows up to the CBs and his, his speech is just like, thank you for this lifetime achievement. This, Thank you for celebrating my life. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with the rest of it. And just like wanders off stage. Yeah. And it's like, and i was like what like it was it was really deep i don't want to say it was dark it was just heavy yeah it was it was heavy and i it's it's funny that the thought of a lifetime achievement comes up because fraser's not that old he at this point it's like in his late 40s maybe he's 50 and also how long has he been in seattle that's the thing he's been he's been a radio host there for like six or seven years like that's not really that long i was reading an article today that i will share in the group i need to remember to from the Washington Post, which is um, looking at the summer of 2001 and what was in the news and pop culture and just kind of takes you through, like, everything going on right up until September 11th. Like, these were all the things that were happening that then completely got, like, washed away. Like, there was one kid got attacked by a shark in Florida. So that was the summer of, like, shark attacks where every news station was talking mm. about us on the cover of Time Magazine and everything. Anyway, it said at one point... Um, Whitney Houston was given the Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Music Awards, and then it said she was 37. And it's just like, can you imagine being still a young person, still having your, I mean, Whitney Houston did not have, sadly, a lot of life left for her, but, like, having a lot of things ahead of you in life, and then being given the Lifetime Achievement Award, as in, like, well, this is it. This is the cherry on top of the sundae. Yeah, being in your late 40s, you know, maybe on the cusp of just a mere month away from your 40th birthday and thinking... Uh, it's over. You've peaked. Nothing will ever get better than this. It's all downhill from here. I. <laughs> well, don't worry, Ryan's. No one giving. No one's giving you lifetime achievement awards, so you can avoid that feeling. <laughs> um, I was just looking to see if this was after nine eleven because it was so heavy. Um, I will say I did write that it felt like some of this might have been a writer for Fraser speaking a little bit of like. I write this character and I've done it for eight years and like, <laughs> like what else do you know? It's, it's satisfying, but I'd like to do something else. Like if I was wondering if some of that creative energy was being poured in this episode. Yeah, that could be it. I, I have to say, and I, I really, I, I agree with you. And I really liked the a plot and I thought it took us back to some old Frasier where they really kind of dug into more things going on in like Frasier's mm-hmm. life and stuff and made him the patient. I think though, in the, the where it falls in the span of episodes we've been watching, it's like a hard left turn from yeah, what yeah, yeah. the episodes we've had lately. So I was like, I like, I really wonder how well received this episode was because it's such a departure from what like really the past like season and a half had been. I really liked it, and there's part of me that wanted to see more of it in Fraser stuff. I think it needed to be, you know, specific episodes that dealt more with this and just kind of maybe only focus on the a plot because again the b plot was some silly bits with like Gil or Daphne or Martin and um, Martin and Niles. I I do like that. It does make a difference in the next episode. Like they reference Mm -hmm. it directly. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, But I, I do want to talk a little bit. It's nice to have Gil back. I love all these Gil jokes. I love that his wife is apparently very butch. 
Mm-hmm. That makes me laugh that she's she's, she's, she's a National Guard Reserve or something or something With military yeah. reserves. But that I also love that he's like, oh, I'll I'll get to skip the Chestertons this year. What's that? It's an award ceremony my wife and two dogs put on for me. <laughs> Which I love. I love this this picture of this woman he's painting, who's also you know they're they're making her seem very masculine compared mm-hmm. to his kind of perceived femininity, but also she's like. Very. That's a very loving thing to do <laughs> is to put on a little a little thing for him. Yes. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the guiltless back too. Although I like that he's nominated in the restaurant critic, and I'm like, in what day and age did you have more than one radio restaurant critic in a city to the point that people could be nominated and people could be left out? <laughs> I. I liked everyone else's like name of their shows better. Anyways, like much ado about food. <laughs> yeah, what well, well, like, cafe chat? Which I and his like, was just like restaurant beat. Was there was like nothing. Beat, yeah. <laughs> um, what? But I have also, a question: If you oh, had a radio, a food review, restaurant review radio show, what would it be called? Hmm. I don't know. I. You're right. I did complain about it, but I didn't have a better idea. I, I like to think mine would be like dishing it out with Laurel. That's a good one. Um, I'll, let me think on it and get back to you. Um, the other thing I thought was very sweet in this was when uh, the whole Martin Niles thing was kind of annoying, but like the first time he just goes, I got you something too, Niles. I thought was very sweet, even though mm-hmm. it was like a world's best psychiatrist mug, yes. which is silly, but like, you know, I, I thought it was a very sweet little thing. And I think Niles as a character seems to just grown because he was more like, Thanks, Dad. Like, he was, like, legitimately, like, thanks, Dad, even yeah. though he was like, oh, at first. Yeah, I um, I, I agree. It also reminded me of, like, whenever I visit my friend's kids, I, especially if it's, like, close to one of their birthdays, I always bring gifts for all of them because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't just give a gift. Like, if one person's getting something, everyone else have some, has to have some sort of consolation. So that's <laughs> what it reminded me of. I was like, yep, yep. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? Uh, I just had an LOL, which is, uh, when Fraser's talking about being bullied at school, that he was talking to his mom about it. And when it made him first really love psychiatry, he said, my mom told me it wasn't because I wore an ascot to school. I thought that was good. I, I liked when, uh, he was giving the, the practice speech to Eddie and Eddie yawned. I thought that was like, I don't know why I really like, you know, usually animal jokes. I'm kind of like, ha ha ha. But this one, like, I really thought was funny. Well, I enjoyed that because I think it was also I think it was Moose. I don't think it was Enzo. Like when they did the close up, mm. I was like, I think that's Moose. The dog seemed to have some gray fur on his face. So um, you got anything else? No, I think I'm ready to rate it. I'm I feel like I want to give this one a seven or maybe an eight. I really like I, here's the thing. I really liked the A plot a lot. I liked, I liked, uh, um, we're just going to call him Renee so I don't like suffer a, a verbal stroke again. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I really liked his performance. I thought it was like, like, to me, this was a potential like Golden Globe or, you know, nomination mm-hmm. performance or an Emmy nomination for a, for a guest star. I thought mm-hmm. he was, I thought he was warm. I thought he was, uh, funny and I thought it was really good. But it was subtle. The, it was subtle. He didn't, yeah. he wasn't showy and he was, but he was so good. But I think the B plot brings it. I'm going to give it a seven, I think, because of the B plot gives it down. I'm going to give it seven. Uh, I'm assuming those are dirty martinis that looked like uh, Gil was pounding <laughs> that sent him into that sleep yes. at the end when he lost. So I'll give it seven dirty martinis. 
Um, I'm also giving it seven, and same as you, I would have given it eight if, honestly, I wasn't so grossed out by the Daphne overeating jokes. Um, I, yeah. So I'm giving it seven ascots. <laughs> I, I think the A plot was so good, it actually brought me up out of that B plot I didn't mm. like so much. I think if it was more of a middle of the line, uh, middle of the road, um, episode i would have been you know i think i think objectively we could say it's kind of a disgusting like annoying misogynistic line that it's like let's hey she's pregnant let's make a lot of fat jokes Uh uh-huh like it's Uh not very clever it's not anything but like i think i it was able to ignore it a little bit better because of how good um, well and i was also just like i mean all the way back to when um lucille ball like was pregnant i of lucy like TV stars have been having children while still being on their TV shows for decades. And this is the way you thought to incorporate it. You could have just not incorporated it. You could have yeah. just hidden her. She could have worn a lot of black. Um, The next one, episode season eight, episode 10, Cranes Unplugged. Fraser decides that three generations of crane men should head out to the woods for some family bonding despite their protests. It's a pretty good. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is a pretty pretty succinct one. Um uh, I wanted to tell you something right off the top that I think will make you laugh. Um when Frederick first arrives and is kind of on the phone and walking around, he his hair and clothes are one hundred percent the late nineties Ryan Jenkins look. There is. No oh. question like that is one hundred percent I had that haircut. I'm pretty sure I had that whole outfit. I was like, Oh look, it's it's me. I was a little shocked by his haircut and everything because he was such a dweeb in the previous episode. And now it seems like he's becoming more of just a typical teenager. I mean, nothing about him made me bat an eye. I was like, oh, yes, I went to school with him. Like, that's 100% the teenagers, even though I am a bit older than Freddie is. I I was like, this is 100% the teenagers of my time. Right, 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 right. Um, Mario pants, a, you know... Kind of a little bit oversized, like kind of rugby shirt or very light knit sweater. He he had yeah a light a light knit sweater and then like another shirt kind of underneath. Mm-hmm. Like listen, I, I'm telling you, I had this wardrobe. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure I wore that exact same outfit. There's a lot um, of memes that my friends and I will send back and forth to each other. That's always like your high school boyfriend in four photos, and it's always like a plaid bedspread. Uh, one of the the, the sweater that Freddie was wearing, like a yeah. pair of like lace up <laughs> Vans, and then like. Like like puka shell necklaces or something. It's like always like those four things. Um, I I don't know what else I was watching. I've been watching. I feel like something that was around this time, possibly Sopranos or something. But I want to talk about Eddie's or Eddie's. Excuse me, Frederick's uh, phone etiquette. Okay. Like I feel like he's just over there and he's like calling his friends. Like I never called my friends from like. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's his dad. It just for me, it felt like he was going, and that might have been part of it. Is I'm like when I went on to someone's house, like a relative's house, I never used their phone. Like I was just calling friends or anything. I was mean, that just I, me? I, well, no, I I don't think I did either. But I think to him, it's it's like another home of his. Yeah, you know? fair enough. And also, like, who knows? Maybe he was like, "Hey, like, I'm bored. I'm not doing anything. Can I just like call my friends or whatever?" Um, I, I did. I was surprised that. Frederick had so many friends. 
or had friends to call because for some reason I just feel like he's probably somebody who can't relate a lot to kids his age, partly because of who his parents are. That's but. what I thought until this episode. And not only is he walking out of it with a girlfriend, like he has turned a corner. It's insane. I know. I know. This is an episode that I had no recollection of other than the conversation that Niles and Freddie have when Niles is like, oh, yes. and, you know, because I'm with Daphne now. And he was like, yeah, I liked her when I was younger. She's old. She's like a hundred. <laughs> I liked, and I did like Niles being like, no, you're just jealous. Like, he, like, jealous. Niles wanted to win, and I thought that was very funny. Yeah, um, but that's the only part of that episode that I remember. Um, I, yeah, I remember none of the rest of it, even including the Roz plotline, so. I think the Roz plotline was a little, like, you were talking about how subtle uh, Rene Auberginois was in the last one. Roz is so mm-hmm. over the top in this Auberginois? one. Auberginois? Auberginois? Sure. Maybe, yeah. You gotta, um, you gotta say it faster with confidence. Um, so uh, I I thought her plotline was so over the top and ridiculous and she was yes. playing it so broad in a way that I was like not interested in. Yeah, like when she would like come back to find that another gentleman had left, she would be like, What? I was like, yeah, not the like, Roz that we know and love. However, yeah. loved her dress. Loved her dress. I like that one too. Beautiful color, um, good fit on her. I was like well, amazing. Again, a little nervous about bringing up fashion again since I'm one in the hole at the moment. But I thought uh, Daphne was dressed much better in this one as well. Yes, I agree. Um, although there's, you could just tell she was had a, probably a very prominent stomach and they just did not know yes. how to hide it. Because at one point she turns, it's when Roz is sitting on the couch and she turns to go kind of like perch next to Roz. And it's just full like yeah, but eight I think pregnant stomach, and I was like, oh, when know, she's walking to the door and she's kind of got more draping stuff, I yes. thought she looked infinitely better than when she was mm-hmm. in like the velour outfit a few oh gosh, <laughs> a so few bad. episodes ago. But I also was like, it took me a second to realize she was picking up um, Niles's racquetball partner for Roz, mm. and I was like, what's happening here? Because I was like. What is this episode going to become? Like some weird jealousy thing? I don't like this. You and Niles both were like, what's yeah. happening? Well, I like that, that Niles was like, I think I'm having some kind of stroke. <laughs> yeah, I think I picked it up before he did. But I was like, excuse me? Like what's happening? Now, the, the his racquetball partner was very handsome. Yes. And I, I think I, that's I admit, unarguable. I did not catch the, the actor's name at the end, but he didn't look familiar. So I don't think so. Oh, speaking of actors, we have... Um, callers, I believe, oh, yeah, in we both had a, of these. Oh, we, we, we draw, and I even wrote this down. Like Andy from Bremerton in the first episode, who all he said was, hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Did you write down who they were? Or yeah, that's that uh, Neil Simon. Mm, yes, 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 the playwright. Mm-hmm. And then huh. this one started with, we're back to starting with callers in the studio. Um, this was Cleo from Rich from Redmond, who was dating three guys and didn't know what to do. And that started Roz off on her whole some people have real problems, Cleo. And that was um, hilariously Melissa Etheridge. I was about to say, she's dating three guys. Isn't Melissa Etheridge, like, famously gay? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Um, I did like that whole bit where Roz was like, oh, people call in here because of their problems. Like, that one was broad as well, but I did. I also enjoyed it. What else did I have to say about this one? I, feel I like thought I... it was adorable that Frazier said that he and Freddie would every year pick a book to read and discuss. I did, too. I felt like I was supposed to feel that was dorky, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. I mean, occasionally my mom and I have, like, recommended books to each other and, like, lent each other books and stuff. By the way, Mom, I want to know how Dead Wake is going. Please hit me up and let me know. Mm. But um, 
I don't think we've ever like read a book together. So um, I don't know. I just really like that. Um, I liked the, uh, well, no, I didn't like, sorry. I was reading something else, but I, I thought it was extremely rude of the guy not to wait like two minutes. Like I understand he's a doctor, but just go yes. like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like call across the apartment. Yeah. Just like, you tell her goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Do you think he was trying to get out of the date? Cause he is the one who called his service. I no because he seemed like she's pretty like I'm just gonna check like he I, it just seemed like he's a workaholic or yeah yeah I didn't I didn't think so I mean I could I, uh, I, it was rude what he did was very rude I thought yeah I, I I didn't I didn't think he was just trying to get out of the date either so um I was also like dude if you're not on call you're not on call like there's no oh can't Doctor Unger do it oh he can't it's like no if he's the doctor on call he's like yeah he's the one who's doing it like you could be half a bottle deep into you know of like vodka or something like that's part of it to come in the other thing it wasn't like they called him it's like mm-hmm. he called in and they were like we need you here now you could like if you didn't need me immediately you have to call me you can wait two minutes to be like sorry Roz, it was really nice meeting you this is like blah 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 like i don't know it was very contrived and i was kind of like eh. yeah yeah i would have liked it better if he had been Page or something, but then they wouldn't have the whole. Oh, maybe he made that up. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I did like like Niles's weird hail mary to help Ross out of like <laughs> getting the deli. She, she doesn't. She literally say that's the moron from the deli. Like yes. like every deli has a moron. Like that's a role you have at the yes. deli. <laughs> also, I like that he's like this is Hans. He's a doctor for my building, and he's like hello, and I'm like he's non German. <laughs> like why did you pick the name Hans? Oh man, I uh, I I did like though when she's finally like I'm gonna stick around. She goes, "Oh look," and it, like t- the shorthand of "I'm going to be here a while" was "Oh look, Titanic just started." Yes, yes. Also, I couldn't figure out why Niles. I mean, I was like Niles and Daphne. You spend a lot of time together. I couldn't figure out why Niles was so like annoyed that Roz was sticking around because he I- was trying to get laid, Laurel. <laughs> I was like, you spend a lot of time together already. <laughs> yeah, when Martin and Fraser are there. Niles has an apartment of his own. Though they this that set got taken down this this season. <laughs> we have to wait. This is the only place you can have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just am no. I was like, Niles, like I don't perhaps because I, I, I am the person who would often be at my friends' right. places yeah. there. So you never get out of the I, respect. <laughs> I will say there was nothing really until Niles started being like, get out of here, that told me this was a special night or anything. Like, there's no, the, the, the episode didn't lead you to that conclusion that this was anything other than just a normal night. Or, that, or maybe it was a big deal that he was like cooking for her, but I was like, I feel like Niles probably cooks for her a lot. No. Uh, I would say that the previous episode says that he cooks for her all the time. Yes, exactly. So, so... I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know other than just like. Yeah, it just felt like a very, like, I think we're going to see more of this where it's just, like, not necessarily, there's, like, shorthand for stuff that is in the Frasier episode, like, then there's shorthand that's, like, this is just a sitcom contrivance, yeah. you yeah. know, like, it's, like, someone's here, we need to get him out. Well, that's annoying. Well, why, why would you want to get her out? Like, once you start mm-hmm. thinking about it, it breaks it down pretty easily. That's true. That's true. Um. Going back just ever so slightly to uh, Jane Leaves and how she looked in this episode and how she was dressed, I said she must be very close to leaving. Because we've already had... To Jane leaves No. No, that wasn't very... That was great. 
you loved um, it. It was good and you liked it. Okay. We all both had a good laugh that uh, Laurel edited out. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was just like, she just looks very large. And I feel like I don't have recollection of seeing her any larger than she is now. So. No. Um, I wanted to bring up when Ross says you and Niles are probably playing your zithers again at yes, the Renaissance Fair. Uh, I looked up what a zither is. It's like a, it's kind of like a stringed, but also like, you ever seen those like finger pianos that you're like pluck the little things, but then they, yes, yes. I was like, are all pianos finger pianos? But (laughs) (laughs) yes, as opposed to those like toe pianos, (laughs) but like, you know what I mean? Like the little ones where you're kind of like plink, 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 and it's like the link. So it looks like that kind of, you know, it may not be a finger piano, but it was like pieces of metal and you play them. And then there's also like a couple strings. It was a very complicated looking thing. I meant to talk to Tara about it. She might know. Tara has all sorts of strange instruments downstairs. I don't I, think I, a I zither like, is one of them, but. I, I would like to know because I was like, is a zither like a synonym for a sitar? No, it's it's like squarish, but it's okay. definitely, it's definitely. Uh, if you could find the Wikipedia entry and put that in the Facebook group, I'm sure that absolutely. other people would be interested. Um, um, I he, enjoyed that he was like. <laughs> Roz, everyone knows that Renfair is a fort past St. Swithin's. <laughs> yeah. I did not look up St. Swithin's Day or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I um, didn't either. But... Um, but I just had to know what a zither was. Uh, I was also pretty impressed. I mean, it must be something they've absolutely played if, if like, Roz wouldn't pull that out of thin air. <laughs> like, Roz has to, yes, like, Fraser has to have bragged what is his, about a zither playing yes, to her. Yes, <laughs> or, or once how he played it just by chance, picked it up at a rent fair, ended up being very good at it. <laughs> or he forgot uh, her birthday one year and wrote her a quick song on the zither and oh, I played it. Happened gave, gave her a zither he had. No. <laughs> um, I like Roz's dress. Oh, when there. So the big thing about this, I don't know if we've actually said this, and we said it a little bit at the beginning, but um, uh, going back to what Fraser said, he decides to spend time with his son who feels who's just turned 13 is is doing typical teenager feeling a little distant they decide to he goes to a cabin with him and martin um and of course uh frederick Amelia goes and finds some friends which is you know still kind of nice he's outside doing some stuff i understand fraser ah. being like we have to spend time together but i mean come on you got to understand like this is just showing how uh absent a father he is he doesn't but, understand yeah, like how out of touch he is like, Thank you. That's what I meant. You should just be happy that your kid is off electronics, playing out in nature with people their own age. <laughs> I would not like to encourage our uh, uh, audience to put down their video games. I just want to put that out there. Um, if you need to, you, I, if you, you should play them uh, as often as possible. But in this case, I do think it was nice that he did get outdoors for a little bit. Uh, note that I just said electronics. I did I'm not just single saying. out any one thing that any of our livelihoods depend on. <laughs> Um, uh, I also feel like that industry is not hurting, uh, and, <laughs> no, and it's not—it's right. not because of children. Um, and uh, I, I do enjoy Fraser saying, "Off you go, young people." I—I <laughs> I, I interact with a lot of people younger than me in my like day-to-day life, and I—I and I just I call them all youths. I'm just much like my cousin Benny, but I'm just always like the youths were doing this. I like it was something in like New Girl where one of the characters kept perf- being like youths, like, and I just think of that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, when he said when 
<laughs> Fraser's like, what do we do? He's like, we could, I thought we could whittle a bird call and see if we can lure a finch to our sill. <laughs> like. I also just really enjoyed, even though it was such a one note joke, I really enjoyed Martin always furiously writing things about Fraser <laughs> yes. in the journal. And then Frederick being like, oh man, have you seen what Grandpa, Grandpa wrote about you in here? Uh, I did like when Frederick left with them to eat dinner and <laughs> I forgot exactly. I didn't write down what Martin said, but he's like, I'm going to go see if they have a, a, gran- a, a grandma with a, some whiskey with, or something. With a six pack. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. I thought that was funny. Um, I thought this one was, was cute. I liked them camping together. I'm always a sucker for like dad and lad stories. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I forgot about Forkan. I forgot to tell the story. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, I uh, I also like that there's a carryover from the plot from the last episode of Fraser, you know, kind of yeah. struggling with what gives his life meaning. And I just, yeah, I, I enjoyed that they haven't just dropped it. And, you know, that he's like, no, like, I'm still thinking about what that conversation I have with Dr. Tewksbury. And mm-hmm. um, I, I truly, uh, I wish I could give you some sort of, like, and they continue this. I don't, I don't know. I've seen these episodes so infrequently. And. 20 years ago so i wonder if it'll shape some of the episodes of this if they won't necessarily reference it but it does feel like it's fraser doing Mm -hmm. a lot of this type of stuff where he's like we need to do this and i need to capture this and i need to like him feeling like he's missing out on stuff and i'd be be okay i'd be okay with that yeah i thought it was really good here yeah um Um, doing a little skim of my notes I did like when Frederick was like, they're having sloppy Joes. He's like, no, we're eating here. And it was like Franks and beans, which is like, <laughs> like sloppy Joes is like, like, it's not like they're having fried chicken and we're having Franks and beans. It's like <laughs> these things weren't super far apart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, like nothing I hate more than like beanie weenies. Nothing you hate more? I, well, I, it's, it's, a, it's a short list of things I hate more. <laughs> I hate baked beans. Like I hate them. Oh, did you did you ever spend any time in in England? Yeah, where they yes. have where they, they have Earlier beans on toast episode, for breakfast. I might have mentioned that I visited my cousins in London. Oh, right, 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 right. The the uh, did they ever have beans on toast for breakfast, or is that I, just an Australian thing? No, no, it's no, it's definitely not an Australian thing. It's a thing in England. Um, yeah. I never had it in England. I enjoyed okay, it. So I, I should say I like. Like, give me a good black bean, give me a pinto bean, give me chili beans, all those. So baked beans? It's specifically baked beans. Hmm. I can see that. I guess, I don't know, I'm more of a hot dog person. Oh, you'll like mine, they have brown sugar and I have a slice of bacon in there and I'm like, had it. Don't like it. Mm, That's fine, I understand. So beanie weenies, no, but uh, sloppy joes, sign me up. So Yeah, so you would would be the Frederick in that situation, Mm -hmm. like. Get me out of these. Out of the. <laughs> yes. I just love that they brought like it looked like little metal school trays or something. I was yeah. like, "What is this?" Um, what else oh, we yeah. got to say about this one? Uh, I just I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that Frederick appears to be turning out rather normal and relatable, um, given who his parents are. So I'm curious when when which Frederick uh, appearance will be the last Frederick appearance. I okay. So there's one I remember that. It is coming up so we have at least one more okay i will say i don't think he's as funny in this one as he has been in, in previous ones no but i you know i think that's also partly because he's he's just supposed to play like kind of a sullen teenager you know yeah i think they're eye yeah, before exactly. he was just always very precocious and hilarious and 
Yeah, but I liked him better like that. I don't know. Oh, exactly. But he just he grew out of that. So and it, and it almost felt like he was a completely different actor at one point. Um, let's see. So there's a character that I would say is very similar to Frederick on the Full House reboot. Um, and he started when he, the show started. He was like seven and super like precocious, and it was hilarious. And then they never changed his character's personality. But then by the end, the kid was like twelve, <laughs> and I was like, this is no longer cute. Right, now right, you're like, right. this kid's just annoying, and it's going to get beat up at school. Now, you, now you understand why the Simpsons always have been <laughs> that stuck in that time frame yeah, forever. It's also because it's animated; they don't have to deal with their actors aging. So, well, yeah. Um, it's just interesting to think about, like, I was thinking about that with Bob's Burgers, where I'm like, they've been, I, I know for a fact they've been through, like, 12 Halloweens, but yet they're all in the same, they just keep going back to the same grade every year. It's like the Babysitter's Club. Every time summer would end, they go back to 8th grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, we good to go, we good to rate this one? Yeah, yeah. I think I would give this one... Not that I just, the rating I'm afraid might sound like I really disliked it. I just, I was kind of like, oh, okay, the, the end of this episode. So I'm going to give this um, six uh, journals that Martin writes, scribbles things about Frasier in. I'll give it six Frankenbeans as well. I think it was a little better than like just a mi- middle of the road. Like for me, the five is like the last good, like anything below a five is is actively bad. Yeah. And I think it was a little, I think that I liked some of the, I liked the fork hand. Um, I especially like that because we watched um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou last night. Uh, we started watching movies with my dad, um, oh, kind of over <laughs> Zoom. And oh, that's there's, cute. there's this whole scene where it's like, you can't understand what anyone's saying. It's like a montage of them traveling in the woods. And it's George Clooney telling the story. He's like, and he's clearly telling the hook hand story. And he's like, ah, like doing this weird miming. And it's so amazing. And I was like, oh my God, Martin's doing the same story with a fork. Well, I mean, there, there you go. There you go. I, lo- like, so I love fork hand. When you were starting to say, Oh brother, where art thou? It sounded like you were saying Oprah. So it was like last night was, we were watching Oprah, and I was like, just in my mind, it was just like, an old episode old of Oprah. Episodes? You just like watch old episodes of Oprah. No, I mean honestly, I bet they'd be very like life affirming. But I'll tell you, uh, our big thing lately is we're going back through all of Survivor, which we've never seen. So it's like this whole new thing for us because we're like, oh my god, can you believe? And it's like <laughs> this is two thousand and two. Like. Like, this Please is do some like deep dives on the message boards of 2002 to like see people's <laughs> real time reactions. Find the old like flash geo cities and be like, yes. I have thoughts. Um, I will say like every time we get to the end of a season, I immediately look up what has like post survivor. Yeah, like uh, where stuff. are they now? Oh, and so like the guy who won first, uh, Richard. Oh, sorry, Pat. spoilers ahead yeah. if you've never seen Survivor. I've like never me. seen Survivor, and I at least know his name. So uh, fine. So Did he go to jail? Th- yes, because he didn't pay for taxes. he didn't pay taxes on them. So and then it was funny because my my friend Phil said he saw him working the front desk at a dental place in uh where where I forgot where it was, but it was while he was there he was went to some place for for no it was a pet thing. Because he's got like a marine biology degree, he did this whole thing where he's like he said like Richard and he's like why do I know this guy and like that's what he's doing now. <laughs> I mean, and well, then not, the, not not to be all like a million dollars isn't that much money, but a million dollars is not like quit your job and live off it money. Right, so. right, right. It's also especially if you probably have to pay all taxes and penalties to the IRA, mm-hmm. to the IRS, and all that. 
Um, the second season, there was a guy who had to leave early because he fell in a fire and got third degree burns. He uh, recently got busted for uh, child porn. And then there was another guy oh. this last season we just watched that we were like, oh, what a kindly old man. And then oh, like no. post Survivor, it's like he had to quit being a judge because of multiple accusations of sexual abuse. And he's divorced from his wife, who like the whole thing was like. And then the the whole thing of that season when there's like a 24-year-old girl there and they have like a really close relationship that she's like, he's like my dad. And she's like, he's like, she's a wonderful young lady. And now I'm like, oh, like we, I figured it out like in the last few episodes and the whole, every time he came on me and Tara were like, God damn it. <laughs> like, this is awful. <laughs> so that it's like. not what you should do rather than leave us a five-star review, people. Don't go rewatch Survivor. Well, th- let's get into that real quick. Uh, if you. Want to tell me a terrible story about a Survivor uh, winner? If you uh, have thoughts on baked beans, or if you uh, want to call, want to complain about this whole Fat Camp uh, Daphne plotline, get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. At Craniacs on Twitter, Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. We are available all over the place. Any place you find your podcast, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Pod is it just Apple Podcast now? I always say this. It's no longer iTunes or oh, something. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just Apple Podcast. Apple yeah. Podcast, Google Podcast. There is a kind of a social media thing you can get on that'll help you called Pod Chaser. I've been into. Uh, oh, Laurel, yeah. we'll talk about that a little afterwards because we need to set you up as a creator account so we can you can put every podcast you've hosted or guested on and people can find you that way what a long list it's like the imdb of podcasts but you can rate us there you can give us a rating there so give us the highest uh rating no matter where you find us uh if you want to give us a four star or lower or lower rating laurel has a better suggestion of what you could do with your time i do i have discovered a show on hbo max and it's been its second season i think its first season was on comedy central it's called the other two the comedy uh and it's second season i think just yeah it's not it's their second season just started um and it's about two siblings who are a brother and sister who are in their late 20s and they have a younger brother who's like 13 and he becomes an overnight pop star and their mom becomes his Uh. his manager and they are both like like she has a bunch of different kind of odd jobs and he's trying to become an actor and they both live in new york and then their little brother who they love like it's not at all like oh we hate him they absolutely love their little brother like they have to deal with the fact that he's suddenly super successful and like they're kind of adjacent to it. And Molly Shannon plays their mom and she's his manager and she's fantastic in it. And I don't know who the two stars are. Like I don't, the, mm. the two siblings. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's an easy watch. The first season episodes are 20 minutes long. Cause it's, I think, like I said, it was on comedy central and now it's on HBO max. So the new episodes are a little bit longer, but I, I just, I don't know. I find it very like funny and, uh, I don't know, very true to probably how a lot of things are. Um, Ken Marino is a supporting character. He yes. Plays, he plays uh, their brother. The brother's name is Chase. They, he plays Chase's manager, who's a hot mess. And Wanda Sykes is on and She plays the publicist. Richard Kind. I love Richard oh, Kind. Oh, yes. He has. He, he's not in the second season, but he has um, a very he's a very small recurring role in the first season. Um, am I right that it started on Comedy Central? I'm I'm just looking at IMDb. It doesn't oh, okay. seem. It just tells me I can watch it on HBO Max. You're right, though. I don't know who you, who the the stars are. The poster it has on here is like mostly Molly Shannon. So I'm does she have? She seems to have a pretty yeah. Big I mean, role. She, well, I mean, it's they're definitely the the two siblings are definitely the stars, and I want to say there's 
maybe been even episodes that Molly Shannon isn't in, but Molly Shannon mm. is just perfect in it as kind of a, a stage mom, but also just very well-meaning, like not at all like, you know, trying to profit off of her kid or anything. So I think uh, she's highly underrated because I think she came out of Saturday Night Live being very broad and having very like cartoonish characters. And I think she's way more interesting and kind of just a like comedic role, like just a normal person who's funny as opposed to like Mary Catherine, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she was like, unfortunately probably the end of the part of SNL where people were just like, Oh, those SNL people are really funny, but they're not serious actors. And it's like, no, it's very hard to be funny. It's it was very hard. Yeah. It was also a season where you're going up against like Will Ferrell, who's like a comedy genius, whether or mm-hmm. not you like what he's done since. I think he's just like, it's, and then you have Chris Kattan, who's so broad, like to go mm-hmm. up against like Mango and stuff that was like, remember when Mango was like culturally relevant? <laughs> I, I, I admit, I never, never got into the Mango or I mean, character. I really liked it, but I was also 17 or 18. (laughs) Like, I was like, yeah, he spits stuff. I did like when The Rock played his father. So you had giant Wayne, Wayne, Dwayne Johnson, like, doing the same bit in the tiny clothes. And like, oh, no, I'm not thinking Mango. I'm thinking that's Mr. Peepers. Mango, I didn't get. Mr. Peepers was where he was the monkey man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that the rock that he was Mr. Peeper's yes, dad. I also did not care for that one. And he like jumps <laughs> up on I thought it was funny just having giant, again giant Dwayne Johnson being like mm-hmm. doing the same stuff. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but like it's also one of those characters that was like so huge at the time and has like no cultural relevance now. I don't know. No, it's it's true. It's true. Or like the the those two brothers with the night of the Roxbury, like that, you know, skit and everything. That was a yeah. movie. <laughs> But that was, yeah, and again, that was everything. So she had to compete with that. So it was like Mary Catherine Gallagher, like, smelled her pits and was very nervous and strange. And she, I mean, she got a movie. Like, Mr. Peepers didn't get a movie. She did get a movie. But yes, Molly Shannon, I think, and she's played, like, some more serious roles. Like, she's in Promising Young Woman, and she's, like... Oh, is she? Oh, I think I, I read that, yeah. She's and I, now I'm like drawing a blank at some of the other more serious things. Like she's in the White Lotus. She has a very small role in the White Lotus in a few episodes, and she's really good. Like just she plays her role so pitch perfectly. It's yeah, she's underrated. She is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely more of a caricature role. The the one in the other two, but she's still so like she brings a lot of like depth to it. And keeps it from being too one note. Wow, I feel like a TV critic right now. <laughs> Shannon brings a lot of depth to this role. I mean, easily be one note. We kind of are TV critics. We're only, except we're very specific TV critics, Mm -hmm. and we're about 20 years behind. We are, yeah. We're not recent TV critics. We're no Alan Seppenwall, which BT dubs. I mean, I know he's your TV critic soulmate. He has not come out with more episodes of that Too Long Didn't Watch podcast Mm -hmm. where he and a celebrity guest would watch the first and last episode of a TV series. And. I, I, they just said that that was the end of the first season and now it is six months later and there's not been another episode. And I'm like, Alan. I, I think uh, you and I did, we need to be real careful about criticizing other people's release schedules of podcasts. I'm just saying, it's his full-time <laughs> job. You and okay. I have other jobs. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, well, guys, we, check out... We've never gone oh. six months between <laughs> episodes. Fair. Well, check out the other two and get at us and let us know how much you agree with us about Molly Shannon. And uh, But until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.
Thank you.